Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is Julia here, and today it's just me. Aaron and I have decided to divide and conquer uh, over the next two weeks because we have some really some things up, um, you know, coming up that are going to make us really busy. Me, I have a series that I'm launching. It's actually going to be launching tomorrow, the day after you are listening to this. So if you don't already follow me on Instagram, definitely check it out. Um, I'm at juliahagan underscore art. And it's a whole floral series that is dedicated entirely to peonies, my favorite flower, but also peonies are a really great flower for the symbol of resilience. And I've been thinking a lot about what flower I wanted to have be my first floral series uh, of 2021. And not only are peonies my favorite flower, as I just said, they do best actually when being when planted at cold times of the year. So uh, in usually in, in the fall, um, before the ground freezes. So like, you know, you'd think, oh, it'd be best if you plant them in the summer. Like, actually, they do best if they endure a winter before they bloom when you first plant them for the first time. And also, they come back stronger every year. So if you have peonies, you might already know that like each year, it does seem like the blooms be become stronger. Um, there's usually more of them. And I really loved this for a symbol of 2021. I think we all had, um, I'm just gonna assume we all had a difficult or difficult times last year in some way, shape, or form. And this is kind of a comeback series. This is a series about resilience. It's also about something that's so beautiful, yet so resilient. And, um, also, there's a lot of things that this series means to me. I think this is just like a very um, personal series. This is also dedicated to my mother, this series, because she actually loves peonies and kind of imparted on me this love because she has them all over her garden. And honestly, I can't think of anybody else who embodies more of resilience than my mother. My mom battled breast cancer when uh, I was in high school and it was really, really scary. Um, thankfully, she's okay now and has been in remission for a long time. Um, but it's still something that I think about from time to time and just how, you know, gracefully she went through that process, how difficult it was to imagine a life without my mom. Um, and just thinking about, you know, how beautiful our relationship is and and I just, I just feel like this is just a very heartfelt series for me. I know it kind of on the surface just looks like a bunch of flowers and you're like, oh, it's pretty and bright and colorful. Yes, that's all true. And it, like, you can totally take it at surface value if you want to. But this series has, I think, a lot of meaning for myself personally. And I hope that that comes across in the way that, you know, you guys all perceive it. So just as a plug for myself, I hope you guys check it out. Um, tomorrow it is launching. So, um, and I'll have my website linked in the, in the show notes. So you can also go there to actually see them on my website. Um, anyway, I guess in relation to what I just talked about, um, this episode today is going to be all about launching a series, um, all about working in a series. And I, before we dive into that, and I, I kind of want to preface this because I think maybe when you see the title of this episode, you're like, okay, she's going to give me a step-by-step -step guide of, you know, how to strategically launch a series, how to, you know, the best marketing plan, um, the best, you know, step-by-step -step of how to approach, like how many watercolors, how many acrylics, the sizes. It's unfortunately not going to be like any of that. So if you came for, if you came for like a specific step-by-step -step strategy, 
I, I'm unfortunately not going to give it, be able to give it to you. Um, I think part of it is a, you know, I'm still learning this and I, I don't have best practices yet. I also really very firmly believe that best practices don't, are not, you know, for everybody. Like my best practices might not be your best practices for your particular type of art that you create for your audience. Um, so this is going to be me talking about my experience, but also speaking broadly so that I hope that it can, you know, be helpful to a variety of artists and not just so specific to my experience. So I did ask questions of you guys on Instagram. I also have an artist accountability group and we are going to be talking through this topic as well. So I've gotten some questions directly from them. So I'm going to work through like why and how basically of why work in a series in the first place. So there are a lot of reasons to work in a series. And I actually, just as a total disclaimer, really resisted this method of working for a while because I think that there was a bit of, it felt like somehow it felt more vulnerable because if I just put one painting out at a time, it's like low stakes. It's just like, oh, if they don't like it, you know, we move on to the next painting. But if I put out an entire series and they don't like it, oh my God, I spent so much time and, they, and nobody likes it. And I think that that was a big hurdle for me to get over was to take myself seriously, to take a whole concentration and focus on one thing um, and be really serious about it and then present that as a collection to the world it is very intimidating sounding. It also sounds like, you know, I'm committing to something. It's like more of an investment. And that's all true. And that can sound scary, but I'm going to make a case for why I think this is actually a really great way to work as an artist. Um, and I, and this is once again, I'm, I'm new to this. This is something that I'm also working through. And as I said, resisted. So um, yeah, this is just going to be uh, like a really quick overview of why working in a series has worked for me and I think works for a lot of artists. And I think a big part of working in a series is the repetition. It's kind of like target practice. And I heard this kind of analogy in another podcast I listened to. If you listen to this podcast, I'm sure you'd also really, really like creative pep talk. Um, and this week's, this past, this past week, actually, when this comes out, episode was talking a lot about um, when you get tired of your own work and trying to then get back to a place where you enjoy it again. And I feel this, like I've worked through this, that actual topic in working through this series. I have not loved every painting that I've created in this series, but because I'm making so many of them, I it's target practice. And there are certain pieces in the series that I really love. And then I kind of riff off that piece into the next one. And each piece kind of informs each other. And all of this is happening within this nice little like bubble I've created of a series. And it feels like all like it's, uh, you know, it's all, fitting together and there's a really nice like harmony within all of that that can can exist in a series versus if I was just like just exploring everything all at once all the time and I feel like there's a sense of direction that you get when you have a series. Um, I know I feel like the sense of purpose about this series I feel very confident in the um the message behind this work. And what I think is interesting is I've always felt really resistant, really resisted artist statements in general because they feel like something that's gonna pigeonhole me. Um, I've been so, I'm actually really, really resist artist statements just in general. I think a lot of them are super fluffy and like really like just, you know, a lot of nonsense in there to make yourself sound fancier. And so I've 
But I have to say, coming up with an artist statement for a series, totally different thing. I can say whatever I want. I can have so much fun with it. I, it doesn't have to be something I'm going to stick to for the rest of my career. And that's what an artist statement feels like to me. It's like I have to stick to something for forever. And I'm not, if you know me at all, you know that I, when it comes to certain things, especially when it comes to like art, I, I have a hard time committing. <laughs> I, I like to have the freedom and the options to do things. Um, this is why I'm terrible at a desk job. and <laughs> I'm a terrible employee. I like freedom. I like to have my schedule be my own. And I have a very hard time committing to being one type of way forever. And um, that is what's beautiful about series is that I can just be one type of way for three months and have a really clear direction and a really clear purpose and an artist statement and feel like I have a sense of direction within that, um, which is so great for me because I don't want to feel completely unanchored, um, but I don't have to stay with it forever. Um, so I think that that's what's really amazing about working in a series. Um, I also think that it's really awesome if you want to have seasons of creating. So for me, I really do feel like my work has become seasonal. There are certain times where it's like, go, 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 push, push, push. This is usually before like, the holidays. And then after the holidays, I have like a lull where I just kind of am like recovering. Um, now I'm back again in a push at the moment because I have art festivals this summer that I'm preparing for. And so working in a series like this, I think is a great way to really give myself permission for the time off and like because I put in that work I launched something I did it and now I can take some time off the work is done and for somebody who is a kind of a workaholic like myself this is actually a really great way to discipline me into taking rest and I hadn't thought of it that way until actually working in this way um, and realizing like I'm actually super looking forward to tomorrow when this is launched because I can maybe take a week just off from painting and just kind of like relax and chill and relish in the glory of doing all of this for the past two and a half months. And um, I think there's something great about that. And I also then now have content for the next probably two and a half months to post that I then can be working behind the scenes on something new. Um, so I think the first series you probably launch is going to feel overwhelming and you're going to feel like, oh my God, I don't have enough content now because I'm not posting and I'm not sharing anything. Yeah, that's true. Like I have felt like I was struggling for content this past uh, like two months because I have not been sharing the series. But you know, you do have older work, I'm sure that you can reshare. I talk about this a lot on here that resharing work is something not only um, that you should do, I think it's absolutely necessary for sales. I think like showing something more than once is necessary for selling a product. You would never see, I mean, how many times do you guys see the same ad over and over again? I'm not saying we want to be like advertisements, but I mean, we are a business of selling a product. So product placement and showing the art multiple times in different ways is, is great. So if that is a concern for you that like, cause that's a question I did get was how do I not share the, how do I wait to share the series? And I've, because I have struggled with this, especially the first month or so. 
and it's having a little bit of a catalog of things backlogged that you can post um, regularly. It's also showing details, like creating more of like a mood board maybe on your feed and worrying less about trying to have it be, you know, a full painting every single day, which I think unfortunately has become somewhat of the norm on Instagram. We're supposed to have a new masterpiece every day to show the world, um, or so it feels, but that's just not true. I genuinely enjoy seeing other artists show me the close-up details of their work, seeing a bit about the process, having just a photo of yourself every once in a while. So having a little bit of a game plan for how you're gonna handle content, for especially as you work through your first series where maybe you're gonna be a bit at a loss for content, I think is a great way to set yourself up so you don't have that anxiety about, not, about maybe now going a couple months without sharing anything new. Um, that is how I'm, I have handled it, at least. And I think what's going to be really nice is now that I have now a huge like catalog of work that um, I will be then sharing is now how I'll be set for the next two months to share endless florals with you guys. And I can kind of continue to work this way and have work behind the scenes on something new um, while continuing to share the products I work so hard to create. So I think that there's a bit of a cycle that ends up happening. It's kind of the first one that's the toughest. Another reason that working in a series is so important is because it shows your audience consistency. And yes, you know, posting a new painting every day also shows consistency, but this shows consistency in concept and consistency in theme and that you're really being intentional about something. And I don't know about you, but art that feels intentional and feels really thought out and planned feels more valuable to me at least than art that just kind of slapped it together. You know, it was just today's, you know, puff of inspiration. It also shows that you are taking yourself and your art seriously. I think that the biggest thing we can, any artist can ever do for themselves is take themselves seriously. And I know that I, early on, I mean, I'm still early on, um, I'm still learning, I should say, that nobody is going to take my art seriously or as seriously as I am. So if I'm not even taking my art seriously, everyone else is going to follow suit and not take it as seriously. And to differentiate yourself, I, I think this is a great way to differentiate yourself too as an artist who does this as a hobby and an artist that does this seriously and treats this like a business. Um, I'm not saying, once again, I'm not saying this is the only way to work, but I, I just, I do believe that there there is some logic here in kind of grooming your audience a little bit too, so that you can, they're prepared and they can rely on you to have these releases, to have a body of work that they can buy into. Because when they buy a piece from this collection now, they're buying into the collection. They're buying into um, a, a statement that I made, you know, with that collection. They're not just buying into a single statement with one painting. They're buying into a collection of things, which is much more powerful. So I think there's a psychology to this, not only for yourself, but also for the consumer. And next I want to talk about 
how to work in a series because of course, you know, I can talk, you know, endlessly about all, like maybe there's some benefits of doing this and why it's it's really great mentally for you. Um, but when it comes to the how or or what to paint, I think that that is where a lot of artists starts, start to struggle because maybe they are gonna, you know, as I said earlier, um, I have commitment issues to sticking to like one thing all the time. Maybe you're gonna have a moment in your series where you're like, I don't wanna be painting flowers right now, which trust me will happen. Um, you know, how to maybe work around that, how to make sure that what you've chosen to um, create a series about feels authentic, feels like you, and it feels like something you're excited about because you need to be pretty dang excited to paint like 15 of something, you know, or what, a, however many you're going to do in your series. Um, so when I, I'm just going to walk through how I pick my series. So first off, I look at my best work. Um, I think that that is the the best place to start. I mean, it, we need to, style is really just copying yourself over and over again. That's really all style is. And I can't remember if it was like, I think it was actually Hitchcock who said that, but is cop that style is basically plagiarizing yourself. And so we need to look to our work first, look to what struck a chord with your audience, what struck a chord with you, what did you enjoy painting? I'm also taking this lesson from again from that episode, really highly recommend this one episode of the creative pep talk I mean, all the episodes are great. But he was also talking about, you know, when you get sick of your art, you know, distill it down to like what you really, really enjoyed, like go back to the oldest piece of art you've ever created, and figure out what really was like the root of it, what was like something you loved about that thing and stop putting like layers of just like fluff on top of it. So I think doing that for yourself um, is is a wonderful place to start. And I think after that, you know, think about, okay, maybe you do really love this one piece you did of, um, let's just say, of your time that you spent in Paris and you did a painting of the Eiffel Tower. Well, maybe you're not going to do an entire series about the Eiffel Tower, but maybe you could from that one painting say like, okay, so what is it about that that I like? Do I like the way the Eiffel Tower looks? Like, is it the buildings themselves and like the angles that I really like? Or maybe I should do a bunch of close-up shots of really iconic buildings and um, all over the world. Or maybe you're like, no, I just really love Paris and I love, I'm like a Francophile and I love everything Parisian. I'm gonna do an entire Paris series. Or I just really love the colors that I did in that. And I'm not gonna do buildings, so I'm not gonna do Paris. I'm gonna do this whole other landscape series, but using the colors that I did in that Eiffel Tower painting. So identify what it is about that painting that you liked and take a large concept from it rather than like a tiny thing, like just the this maybe the subject itself being like, okay, I'm just gonna paint 20 Eiffel Towers, which, hey, you could do, but that might get old <laughs> pretty quick. Um, and think about something that has like legs, you know, something that can, can go places, that can really morph and form into different ideas and be interesting. Um, and then I think you need to identify a bit of a mood that you wanna go with. And mood can be, you know, created with color, of course, but it can also be created by like the composition, um, how maybe if you have like one thing in a relatively open canvas, you know, that's going to be a totally different kind of vibe than if it's like the canvas is full, like from corner to corner. And thinking about that, like how you want to have this come across to your audience, what kind of home would this go in? Who would like this, you know, in your audience? Uh, and thinking clearly about that kind of vibe, that kind of mood. And then of course, you need to think about a message because I know 
it is nice sometimes to just paint without any sort of just like real heartfelt thing in there. But I think when you're going into a series, like something you're going to dedicate more time, like more than just one day to, more than just one painting to, having some sort of something that's driving it that's a little bit deeper. Like, you know, the story I kind of told at the beginning of this about my series having like significance because it's about my mom and, um, and, I, and all that she rep represents in terms of resilience. And it's about last year and everything we went through and how we're finding beauty and all of that. So like that is keeping me going. Like I get jazzed talking about that and feeling really like I almost feel like emotional talking about it. Like there is meaning there for me. And I think that, you know, it doesn't have to be some kind of grand meaning that like the whole entire world like is experiencing like, oh, you know, like it, you're, I mean, if you are doing art that's about like political injustices, like, oh my God, amazing. Like, thank you for creating that work. But like, you know, for example, it can also be something personal, like your relationship with your mom, because everybody has a mom <laughs> and everybody can probably relate to my story in some way about feminine resilience and about coming back from something. I think we can all relate to a theme like that. So, it, you know, it might be a really personal theme, but I think so many of us have similar stories at the end of the day, or we have something that connects us all in the human experience. So you can be specific about like something that even, that is really specific to you, as long as you kind of create a way to open it up for other people to, you know, to be let in. Like, of course, if you're going you're to a whole series, that's just your paintings of your family or your dog, like, that probably won't connect with everybody. But if it's something that is symbolic of something greater um, that can fit with everybody, I think that that's a really awesome place to start. Having it there be an entry point that is very personal to you and also an entry point that can become personal to everybody else is, I think, the main thing. So just to, you know, go back over that, when approaching a series, you need to think about what is your best work? What do you enjoy in painting to paint or to create? And like, what are you really good at? And then you need to think about the mood, the vibe, who is going to enjoy this? What kind of aesthetic do they like? What is their taste, you know? And then you need to think about the message there too. And the message doesn't have to be something so grand, but it has to be something that you feel deeply connected to and that also has an entry point for your audience. So that in... A nutshell, I guess, is working in a series, why you should work in a series, and how to work in a series, and kind of where to start from a, you know, broad level there. So now I'm going to transition into a bit more of that marketing mind, a bit more about launches. So, of course, marketing is really just making connections, right? It's really just making your message clear to your audience and creating also some excitement and some buildup too for a launch. So what I recommend first and foremost is to really embrace that buildup and that excitement. I think that maybe it's, I know I've been tempted to be like, okay, who's going to actually get excited about my flower paintings? And I've, I've felt that way and felt kind of shy about trying to I feel I feel like I'm trying to get people excited which which I am I am trying to get people excited so but that's on me to do like no once again no one's gonna do it for me I have to create that excitement I am excited about this work so therefore you need to find that genuine excitement in your in yourself in your gut and you need to just push it out into the world and really make that clear that you are excited and develop that and guide your audience to that 
level of excitement because um, while that can feel, I know it's kind of felt a little bit vain for me or a little bit um, rah-rah of me to do that, but it's necessary um, and you need to hype yourself up. So embrace the hype, embrace the suspense. And actually I was talking to my boyfriend Kirk about this the other day um, when I decided to post a painting um, on around Mother's Day that was is a painting from this series and I hadn't shown the full painting yet. I'd shown kind of bits and pieces of paintings and watercolors, but not like a full painting, like here it is world. Um, and I decided to do, to do that. And he was like, it's like you dropped a single. And I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like in an album, like dropping a single. And I was like, that's exactly what I did. Like that's exactly kind of like the marketing mind, mind and perspective I'm kind of taking on this is like, you're building up to an album. You need to give people a taste of it. You know, you I mean, you could be Beyonce and just drop it out of nowhere. But let's be honest, we're probably not at Beyonce's level yet. Um, and we probably need to have a little bit, give our audience a little bit more so they know what to expect. And you know, when you drop that single, there is a bit of an art in selecting the single too. I mean, I've kind of noticed that the single isn't always like necessarily the best song on an album, but it's the catchiest. Um, and there are usually other songs that are kind of like sleepers on the album that are like, whoa, those are really good. Um, so you want to still leave some like really good stuff. You don't want to just like give your best thing right away. So like, you want to get them excited that there's even better things to come. Um, but you want something that's catchy enough that's going to be, a, you know, enough of a pop to really get people excited. So pick something that you know is going to be well-liked, but maybe isn't the best thing or the thing you're most proud of because you want to save that for the launch day. You want to save that for, um, so you kind of give them that like wow factor when you do actually launch. Um, so pick something, you know, maybe a week or two weeks before you launch, like start dropping a single. Maybe you'll drop two singles, you know, um, just to really like create some breadcrumbs there and also make sure that you're showing details of, of the piece, like kind of lifestyle shots. Like, so they're getting the vibe of what this is going to be about. And they're also getting the message, like keep saying the message like over and over and over again about the series. Um, so that, cause people really, it takes them multiple times of hearing something to like get it. And, um, it's, it doesn't always come across the first time. So say it once, but say it many different ways in many different formats. I've been saying it, you know, here on the podcast. I've been saying it in my emails. I've been saying it in my stories. I'm going to, I'm going to try, I'm going to try to say it in a reel pretty soon. I, I'm trying all the formats to share the story of this series so that it gets across to people in some way, shape or form, because everyone's going to ingest things differently because I know not everybody stops to read my captions, but maybe they're going to stop to see my story or they can watch a 15 second reel. Um, yeah, so really kind of distill that message down into many different formats so that it, once again, the clarity of the communication leading up to it. And I would say like, I, I mean, in terms of timeline of for this entire building a series to launch, that is entirely up to you. I don't know how fast you work. Maybe you're very slow, but I, and it's going to take you like six months, but I think realistically, I think it's good to give yourself like two months or three months with something and then move on. So instead of trying to say like, don't maybe have a number in mind of how many paintings starting out, just have like a time frame, And then like what you create, maybe you have like a loose number in your head. Okay. But like, 
don't feel like you have to stick to that and just give yourself that time. Because I think for me personally, if I had to work on something for six months, that's so much pressure. That's a half of a year to work on something. And then if it like doesn't perform as great, it's like, well, crap, I wasted half a year. I only have one more of these I can do this whole year. Versus if it's like, you know, two to three months, it's like, okay, I could still do this like four more times this year. And so if this isn't the best launch this year, no worries, I've got more in me. There's less pressure there. Once again, this is totally personal. Maybe you're somebody who feels completely comfortable and really wants a six month long like series. But I, I will say that unfortunately, we live in a world where people are used to a quicker like turnover. Um, and I think that it's going to be hard to keep that sort of suspense going for six months. I think, you know, unless you're like Game of Thrones, you know, where we're just waiting for a whole year and a half or however long it is between, it was between each, you know, one, we were just all like waiting, like with, you know, with bated breath. But I, I kind of think that's not the case maybe with paintings necessarily. Um, maybe depending on what kind of content you create, um, if you're more into like film or whatever, that, that could be different. The timelines can vary here, obviously. But I just would recommend that it's not something that's so long that there's like, holy crap, if this is make or break, basically. If this doesn't work, it's like every all this time was wasted. Like, I, I think that that's not fun. That's not fun excitement and pressure. That's just pure stress. Um, and I like to avoid pure stress. So speaking of avoiding pure stress, um, before you launch, I... I actually have not totally adhered to this, but I plan to in the future. Uh, I still have some paintings I am finishing up right now, and we are all week, as I'm recording this week, it is Thursday, and next Thursday I am releasing. I am not done with all my paintings. I still have about three more to finish, um, which is kind of a lot. Um, so I, I'm a little I'm a little more stressed than I would, would like to be, but my plan is, is that by at the very latest Tuesday, I am done with everything. Um, I am now just really focusing on taking really good pictures, uploading everything to my website, getting all my ducks in a row. So don't do as I say, not as I do with this one. I would say try to build in a whole week for that of just getting your ducks in a row because I currently am feeling really overwhelmed and stressed that my ducks are not in a row, in fact. Um, so really give yourself a week before that launch to just decompress, relish in the beauty of the work you've created before the pressure of putting it out there, and really make sure you've thought everything through. If there's like you're looking at a painting and it's looking funny to you, you then have some time to make a correction. And I'm gonna say this again, but I really wanna emphasize the importance of taking really good pictures of your art. This is the sole way at the moment we have to communicate and show our work. I mean, especially, I mean, most all actually like almost entirely my work is online at the moment in terms of sales. I will have art festivals coming up, but I'm not in a gallery. I am prime primary source of sales is through the through the interwebs. And so having that look really beautiful is critical like it's critical and i do use my iphone to take pictures like you can take good pictures with an iphone however i when it comes to this launch i will be taking pictures with a nice camera um, as well and editing them 
So I'm going to be, you know, doing all of that, but it's just investing time into making sure that the photos are, you know, chef's kiss, you know, just really beautiful. People have a real sense and vibe for the painting um, and doing them justice, right? You just put in all this work. You got to do them justice. Don't, don't leave them hanging like that. You can't, you can't like, you just did like someone's beautiful makeup. Imagine you just dress somebody up to the nines, like to go to the Oscars. Maybe I'm thinking this way because my series is called Party Dresses. Um, so I'm, I really do feel like my paintings are people getting ready for a big occasion at this point. Um, but think of them as like, yeah, they're getting ready for a huge occasion. You've got all the makeup, the beautiful outfit. Everything is just looking fantastic. But you take a picture and it's like a really crummy angle of that person. They, they, they do not look cute. But the outfit looks great, but that's just not their right, not their angle, not their lighting. How sad. Like you did all that work that you know in real life they look beautiful, but you just caught the wrong angle and the wrong light. Like, no, you would take more than one photograph. You would take some time. That person probably would be like, oh no, sweetie, like that is not my angle. Like, please, we need to retake that. Like, imagine your painting as a person telling you like, that's not my angle. Like, please, for the love of God, get me in, in the good light. You know, I'm, I need to, I need the best for, for, you know, make, make me look as beautiful as possible. So treat your paintings like they're, you know, if you have a, a girlfriend or a girlfriends, like, you know, your friends who are asking you to take a million photographs, treat it, treat them like that. Um, I, I've never, I don't know why I thought of this analogy, this just it's kind of weird just popped in my head but I hope that that's helpful and made you laugh but anyway so um in terms of getting ready it's like actual launch day now so like you know you got the beautiful photographs they're on your website you you're sending out that last minute email being like it's happening um you know you have the countdown in your Instagram stories you you're just really ready for it um it is launch day it's go time baby make sure that people very clearly know where to go um you know they know where to go to buy your work they the link is in your bio um you know that uh the email has been sent out that they have multiple reminders of it just just really make sure just really make sure that it's a clear path from from the customer to to the painting. Um, really making sure that that's clear for them and easy to find, and make sure that the interface that they're going to your website is laid out nicely. And then you know, launch day is is launch day. It's it's happening. You know, you've really it's out of your hands. Like you you've done everything you can do at this point. Like you've really, you know, dotted all your eyes and now it's just time to let it happen. And I think that that is the most terrifying part, right? It's the, now it's out of my control. If no one buys a painting, oh my God, am I gonna, are you gonna die? No. Like, yeah, I would be disappointing. I have genuine fear of this happening to me. Um, but, you know, the launch day is just a day too. You have to remember that. Like your paintings are gonna have a life after the day that you put them out into the world. In fact, they probably should. At the moment, I'm actually trying to remind myself that um, having all of my paintings sell in this launch would actually not be a great thing because I have an art festival on June 5th and I do not have enough time to paint a whole new series if everything does sell. So I'm going into this 
not expecting everything to sell. In fact, that's not even my hope. I I would really like to just have it make an impact. People will be excited. Maybe they need some time to sit with it. I have been releasing these to my patrons. So maybe my patrons will bite day of because they've actually had time to look at these and mull them over and think about it. Um, but it's very possible the general public is going to need a day or two to be like, oh, is that the right size for my wall? Are those the right colors? Like, it's going to take them a little bit of time. I don't think shopping for paintings should be like Black Friday. You know, I think I, I think I would want people to spend time and not just impulsively buy something. Um, I mean, I, that does make it maybe nice for me, but I don't know what that says about my work, you know, if people are not willing to spend time looking at it and considering it first. You know, I want them to be excited and have really felt like they made the right decision because it is it is an investment. Art isn't cheap and it's also something you're going to look at every single day. Also, you're probably not going to post every single painting you did in that series that day. In fact, please don't. That would be so annoying if I painted, if I posted like all like 40 things, or I don't even know how many I'm at at this point, maybe it's like 50 things, all like 50, like the watercolors and the acrylics together, things in one day, like I had 50 posts. Oh my god, you you probably all unfollow me because you'd be so annoyed. I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna stretch it out. I'm gonna post, you know, over the next month or two, these paintings and show them to you in many different ways, in many different lights, and just let, you know, have that that longevity, you know, with it. And so take the pressure off of launch day. I guess this is a podcast about kind of making launch day like a big deal, but also less of a big deal. You know, it's like make it a big deal because you're celebrating and you're excited that you created something and you want everyone to be excited for you and with you. But take the pressure of selling everything off the table. I think this is just as much a message to myself as it is to you guys because I know I'm having great anxiety about that aspect of the launch and feeling like, oh my gosh, if things don't sell immediately, is it a failure? And I know logically it's not. I know that, like I said here, there is a longevity and should be a longevity to the series that I've created. So... I hope that if you are launching something, that this was encouraging to you, maybe give you some ideas as you're approaching a launch date, or if you have never worked in a series, that maybe this has inspired you to try that process out, even if it's just for yourself personally, and it's not something you plan to release to the world. I do think having that kind of mini artist statement and sense of direction for a short while is really great to um, motivate you to create and also to just kind of create this sense of um, consistency, a sense of purpose in your work. Uh, I really hope that this was helpful and insightful in some way. And if you have any questions, anything I didn't touch on in this episode about working in a series, about product launches, um, or, or anything else, if you'd like us to do an episode about, please DM us at Jesso Girls or me at Julia Hagen underscore art. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you could do us a huge favor and leave us a review and subscribe, we would so appreciate that. Um, I know there, I know that I have this tendency to not subscribe to podcasts and just be like, look them up and whatnot every once in a while to find the new episode, but it actually really does help us. Uh, I don't know what the algorithm is. I don't know how it works, but I know that like the more subscribers and more reviews you have, the more they push this in front of other people. And we are a small podcast. I mean, we don't have like a 
massive following or listeners. So um, helping us grow in that way is is free, first of all, for you. Um, and just so meaningful to help that this maybe reach other artists. And on that note, if there is another artist that you know of that would benefit from hearing this episode or benefit from the podcast in general, I hope that you would consider sharing it with them. So thank you guys again so much for listening and have a great rest of your Wednesday.